It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. A blind piano player, wrestler, long-distance runner, and a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions across the U.S. are here to tell their story of their unique and incredible journey together. Welcome to the Nancy and Mike Show. Nancy and Mike will engage you with some of the most unimaginable and heartwarming stories of their extraordinary life. So please welcome your hosts, Nancy and Mike. Hi, my name is Mike Zarek. And this is Nancy Noble. We are coming to you live broadcasting from BBM Talk Radio. This is the Nancy and Mike Show. The phone number is 866-451-1451. And today's date is April the 8th, 2023. And it is our 512-month anniversary. You said funny. The numbers guy. The numbers guy <laughs> always comes up with some numbers related to something. You do. And uh, I've always been like that, even since I was a kid in elementary school. I related so many things to numbers in my lifetime, way too many to even think about <laughs> counting. Yeah. Anyway, I, I never did. We think differently. Uh, yeah, we do. And I remember one time we had a show uh-huh. where we talked about that very thing, how yeah. uh, how different our minds are. And uh, I think it was one of the shows in the 70s. It wasn't 77. That's the one we get during the reruns, which was very good. Yeah, we like that show. But it was in the same time period. Hmm. Interesting. And, uh, so, I'd like to go back and hear that one. Yeah, maybe we could. We'll have to check our notes. Yes. But anyway, be that as it may, <laughs> today's date, today I gave the date. Uh, yeah, eight. It's uh, also day number 809 of Hitler and the Beast. And after tomorrow, we'll have 93 weeks to go. But I'm not going to talk about that today. That'll be coming next week. Okay. So, and what you going to talk about I'm today? I'm going to talk about 
I'm going to start by reviewing a little bit of last week's show. Okay. And important dates that happened in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, the first one, of course, was March 29th when I had my recreation class at the School for the Blind in 1960. And because there were three 70 to 79 pounders, uh, my coach, um, not my coach, but the, the coach, the coach wanted to make it an even number. And he just happened to ask me my weight. And I was 72. So I fell into that category. And I was stuck wrestling whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. And I won the tournament. I beat the undefeated champ. And after that, I was on my way. Now, the match was March 30th, <clears throat> 1960. Now, another thing I mentioned, March 31st. March 31st was my final match in uh, Northern Iowa University and it took place 2007. And it was a Saturday. That's I, a long time for one guy to be wrestling. A lot of years. Well, here's the deal with that. <clears throat> I wrestled for 30 years overall. And if you take uh, from 1960 to 2007, that ends up 47 years. Well, I didn't wrestle 47 years. No, I, I wrestled know. 30 years because in 1987, I retired because I wasn't able to make 114, and I, I didn't know. like 125 or 136 or whatever they had. So I retired for 17 years, and then a friend of mine talked me into going to the Veterans National. I'm kind of glad he did. And I'm kind of glad he did, too. Wrestling's so hard on people's bodies. Yikes. Oh, I know it is. Ooh. And... Uh, and, of course, I'm paying the price for it today. I know. Today I was 204 and a half. Last week I was 204 and a quarter, I think. And uh, Well, last week is the first time I ever said my weight out loud, except for to you. And uh, at the birthday party, they asked if it was hard. It was hard. But I did lose a pound in the week, so I'm 126. Yeah, I wish I could have said that. <laughs> I actually went up. Oh, you had a birthday party with all those chips and ice cream and cake and everything. That's hard to lose weight. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the things that related to last week, and I started to talk about it, what? and then I changed subjects. I didn't finish the subject. And when I did have my last match in Iowa, I knew that was an age limit of 60, and March 31st, 2007 was three days before my 60th birthday. So I was well aware that I would not be allowed to wrestle anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had, I remember going back to the motel. It was very cold and oh. dreary. And uh, I remember I was watching... March Madness, which was uh, the last Saturday in March. And I think uh, Florida was playing. I think Al Harford was for Florida then, who is now for Boston. 
and UCLA was in it, and I can't remember who the other two teams were. I was too wrapped up in my wrestling situation. I bet. And uh, I remember uh, sitting in the motel room that we were staying at, knowing that no matter what I do, this is the end of my wrestling career. And I, it gave me a, an emptiness, a feeling of emptiness. Wrestling was such a big part of my life. And uh, I started to tell the story about this place we went. It was a restaurant called Perkins. Yep. And I wrestled the school for the blind in Massachusetts called Perkins, which is where uh, Helen Keller went to school. It was a school for the blind and deaf. And uh, I remember that restaurant very well. And I don't remember what I got. I probably got something like fish and chips, which is my norm, and a piece of pie at the end. I can't do that anymore. Yesterday, I went to McDonald's. I had a fish sandwich and french fries, and I was full. I couldn't eat anymore after that. So I can't eat like I used to. Well, maybe it's a good thing. But nevertheless, I'm still almost heavier than I've ever been. My heaviest ever was 208 and three quarters. So at least I'm a little ways down from that. Now, uh, getting back to this Perkins situation, and I remember uh, talking to somebody when we were paying our bill, and I think it was a guy. Yep. And at the I cashier. Iowa, one of the things they always ask you is how is it tasting? I thought that was cute. That's one of the things that was yeah. characteristic of the state of Iowa, and which I still love that state. And I mentioned last week, Iowa happens to have a very good governor, and uh, Kim Reynolds. And uh, we were at this place, and the guy was asking how everything was, and uh, somehow, uh, did, was there anything wrong? Uh, and we said, we don't like your weather. And the guy said, what's wrong with the weather? It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> and uh, I guess he's used to it. But for whatever reason, I didn't relate that last week, and I was intending to. <laughs> and then I got off on another subject. Oh, wow. So, and then coming Back to Illinois, we were staying with uh, Nancy's father. And I remember how sad I felt when I hit the Illinois border driving through. It's about 308 miles. And uh, it was a very sad day, even though I won the Nationals. Because as tough as it was and as nervous as I got, I just felt like I wanted to wrestle forever and ever and ever. And that tournament, I did not make weight. I came in around 143, and I had to go up to 152, and I was trying to make 139. Oh. Because I wanted to win the championship of two weight classes. I had one 152, and I thought, well, if I could hit 139 and win that weight class, that I would have the championship of two different weight classes. But that didn't happen. So uh, that was the deal with the wrestling situation. 
And one of the things I talked about is how hard I am on myself with my basketball stuff. And uh, when I do something stupid, I'm really hard on myself. And one of the things, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about college basketball. I thought the semifinals and the finals were great. And uh, the thing I liked about it is probably the thing that a lot of people disliked about it, that all the top teams were out. And I kind of like that because the way they try to rig it for the big five conferences, the Atlantic Coast, the Big East, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, they try to rig everything so that those Coat those conferences would monopolize everything. Do, but, do you think they do it for ratings, TV ratings? I don't know. I don't know why they do it. I don't know either. And I don't know how the ratings were in comparison to past years. But there were years that I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it last year at all in the, the Final Four. And uh, because they set it up for Kansas. And Kansas was very good. Mm-hmm. but they gave them every break under the sun with the brackets, and I don't like that. I know. Uh, one other thing I don't like that's happening now, tomorrow is the end of the NBA basketball season, and teams are tanking. Yeah. And why are What there... about the crowd that comes and pays the tickets to watch? It's not right. And they are tanking. Because they want to rest their guys for the playoffs. And the teams that are tanking are the teams that are already set with their number where they're going to end up in the playoffs. So they're not getting rid of any of their players. They're just resting them. They're resting them. Okay, I got it. Now, the rule I would like to see, and they used to do this in uh, old, during the old days. If you were playing a team that had something to play for, then you played your regulars. So... Uh, was there a rule or that was just being nice? That was just being nice. Uh, and maybe Well, I think those days are gone. <laughs> no, being nice is a thing in the past. <sighs> and, uh, but anyway, that was one of the things that I appreciated. Yeah. When teams would try to, try to play at their best when they were playing. Like, there's the Clippers, there's Golden State, and the Lakers. They're all playing for five, six, and seven. Those spots are not settled yet. And, uh, of course, Sacramento played Golden State yesterday, and Sacramento laid down for them. Right. That should not, that should not be allowed. Anyway, we're going to go to a commercial. This yep. is the Nancy and Mike show. And when we come back, Nancy will do her wonderful thing. Okay. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. 
Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi, my name is Mike Zark. And this is Nancy Noble. We are coming to you live broadcasting from BBM Talk Radio. This is the Nancy and Mike Show. The phone number is 866-451-1451. And uh, we're going to go to Nancy now. She's going to do her wonderful thing. And then I'll come back and talk about some of the events of last week. Well, okay. I was going to... First, I wanted to wish everyone a happy Easter. Tomorrow's Easter. And here is from Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Be steady in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left, but keep your Foot from evil, Proverbs 4.25. And then I I like this at the bottom. Um, It says, if you focus solely on the doctrine and instructions of the scripture, you probably lean toward legalism and following the letter of the law. And then if you emphasize on mercy, compassion, while ignoring biblical standards you can fall into behavior that's destructive and unpleasing to God. So the best way to keep an equilibrium in life is to imitate Jesus by balancing truth and grace. I love that. And also from John 20, verse 10, both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. So there's talking about this wonderful painting in Paris, probably at the Louvre, it doesn't say, but it's um, a painting titled The Disciples Peter and John Running to the Sepulchre on the Morning of the Resurrection. And it was painted by Eugene Bernard. Wow, I'd like to see it. I wonder if I can look it up on the computer. 
sounds really an exciting painting to look at. And I just, uh, Jesus's words said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. And I was so sad on the news. I know um, a, a Royal, or that guy who was talking to people in New York, and he Raymond Arroyo. Oh, thank you, Mike. Uh, he was asking people just on the street, uh, "Do you know why this is called Good Friday?" And boy, hardly anybody knew. And they said, "Well, we get Sunday, we get uh, some time off work, whatever." But a couple people knew exactly why it's called Good Friday because. That's the the time that Jesus was crucified. And then Sunday Easter is when he arose from the dead and helped us all to get reconnected to God the Father. I mean, this is one of the most important. This is more important than Christmas. This is extremely important. So I just hope people recognize how important Good Friday is. Whoa. It's very important, and Easter is bright and sunny and joyful. So that's it, Mike. Well, that was very good, but my comment to that is this. I have a comment, couple of comments to that. Number one, it's just the way Satan and the Democrats want us to be. The dumber we are, the more likely we are to be Democrats, to vote for Democrats, because the dumber you are, the more you're in tune with Satan and his people. Uh, the other thing you mentioned about Jesus, and uh, being like him, or trying to be like him, and boy, even when I was a little boy, I used to ask all the time, when I was thinking about doing something, whatever it was, and I would ask, what would Jesus do in this situation? And how many times I asked that question. But if I got a nickel every time I asked that question, and I still do, I still ask it all the time, because this is where you want to be. You want to be in her circle where you would do what he would have done, because that's the right way to go. That's the only way to go. Right. And if people don't even know who Jesus huh? is or his significance, Whoa. I mean, we live in a very stupid country when you see stuff like this. And uh, anyway, it is what it is. But... Uh, oh, we had a really nice birthday party. I should mention that. Yeah. High-quality friends came we are getting to meet people here, and uh, I thought it was a very nice birthday. And then Monday was Mike's birthday, and another high-quality friend brought, uh, met us at a restaurant and bought Mike and me lunch. It was good, huh? Such yeah. a gentle person. It was a Mexican place. And yeah. They have, uh, well, of course, I don't like Mexican food, but... They do have very good chicken strips. So when I go there, I get chicken strips and french fries, and which was very good. And uh, 
we had uh, 13 people that we invited. 11 of them showed up. Four didn't know if they could make it because they had some kind of picnic they had to attend. And those four made it, which I didn't expect. Yeah. And we got 11 out of 13 people show up. And one is sick, and I think he still might be sick. Yeah, we'll have to call. And I don't know about the the girl who did I think she had to work because he had to go home and feed the dog, so. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it was a great party. Yes. We had a wonderful time. But after the uh, party was over, uh, I fell asleep. (laughs) And I was going to listen to the final four. I missed three quarters, at least three quarters of the San Diego State Florida Atlantic game. And uh, Nancy even fell asleep during the Ten Commandments. I know. Which never happens. No, I love that movie. And I don't know, I I noticed one thing about us. We were able to do less and less. Hmm. Uh, We did three errands yesterday. We went to the bank. We went to McDonald's. And Nancy had a ring that she got fixed that uh, we picked up yesterday. And we had to take a nap afterwards. (laughs) So, hey, welcome to the age of 76. Yep. And uh, neither one of us are what we used to be. Kind of slowing down. Slowing down and fading away (laughs) and whatever else might be happening to us. But anyway... Uh, oh, you had some nice phone calls for your birthday. I had some nice phone calls, and I was just going to go into that. Oh, good. Uh, I had a friend for years. I still have a friend for the time being, and hope, hopefully forever. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Dovis. And we've been friends since, I think, first grade. Oh, how precious. And... Uh, of course, we grew up in Connecticut, and I think at the time he was a Red Sox fan, but then he, and the, when the Mets came in 1961, he decided to root for the Mets. I don't know what guided him to root for the Mets, and I never asked him in all these years, and I didn't think of it till yesterday. I wonder <laughs> what got Vinny into rooting for the Mets. Yeah. And... uh I know he listens to our show, and uh, he says that Spreaker is much easier than BBM. Well, it's easier to hook into listening. Yeah, it was easier for him to get. Uh, Before, he would try to listen to a show, and then it would fade in and out or just disappear. But anyway, one of the things that he wanted me to talk about was my opinion of the new baseball rules. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love that they got rid of the shift. And for those of you who don't know what the shift is, it's when you have three infielders on one side of the diamond. So they know who's coming up and they know he hits over to that side. So they put three guys on that side. Yeah, it's kind of hard for the guy hitting. And, and of course, what they say about it is just hit the ball the other way. 
You can change your stance and hit the ball the other way, which is doable. But guys don't want to change anything. So they hit the ball right into the teeth of the shift, and it cuts down on their hits. Another rule, they made the bases bigger. That seemed like a good, good idea. Because I think it would make it easier to, to call a guy out or safe if he steals a base. But if you make the bases bigger, then yeah. that means they're actually closer together. They're less than 90 feet. And I kind of like that rule. Yeah, I kind of like it too. One of the things I don't like, there's too many strikeouts still. I know, you dislike that. Oh, I dislike that Ooh. with a passion. I know. Because a strikeout does nothing for the team that's at bat. And Especially when, when the bases are full. Oh. Or when there's a guy on third and less yeah. than two outs. Oh. Uh, when you got a guy on third and less than two outs, you want to make an out that's going to be productive. Something that might get the run in from third base. and uh, But a strikeout does nothing. And uh, one of the things that he was in favor of that I don't like is the pitch clock. Hmm. And he didn't like it when a guy steps out of the box, the batter's box, and he spits on the ground. And he takes his gloves off and on. And he takes his gloves off and on, and he takes a few practice swings. Well, he didn't like that. He doesn't like that. He thinks that's kind of a waste of time. That never bothered me. And, uh, but we had an incident, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. It was in the San Diego, Arizona game. I think it was Tuesday. And Manny Machado came up, who was the third baseman for San Diego. And they called him out on strikes because when the clock got down to eight seconds, he was still out of the batter's box. So they called him out on strikes. Oh, he didn't come up fast enough? He didn't come up fast enough. And they called him out on strikes. And my question is this. Who are the fans going to see? Are they going to see Ron Copa, the umpire, or are they going to see Manny Machado? Maybe they should just give, like, a warning. Okay, warning, don't do that again. You know? But he argued Three the play. Outs. That's... He argued the play, and they called him out on strikes. And it was Tuesday, because I remember San Diego lost 8-6. to six. They lost in the late oh, innings. That hurt him. And maybe with Machado in the lineup. Yeah. Maybe they could have won that game. Who knows? But I I don't like it. I uh, For me, I don't mind if the game is a half hour longer or, or whatever the case may be. And one of the deals with baseball, I think it should take as long as it takes uh, because baseball doesn't have a clock, or at least in my opinion, it shouldn't. In football, you have a clock. In basketball and hockey, you have periods or quarters or whatever you might have. But anyway, we are going to a commercial. This is the Nancy and Mike show, and I will finish this conversation at that time. Okay. 
Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as making a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live to Dare to Soar, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network, and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. According to the American Nurses Association, there are approximately 3.5 to 4 million nurses in the United States. So where do all these nurses work? What kind of roles do they have? What kind of education and training help to prepare them for so many different settings? What kind of impact do nurses have on patient outcomes? The World Health Organization has announced that 2020 will be the year of the nurse, honoring the 200th birth anniversary of Florence Nightingale. An international initiative called Nursing Now is underway to raise the profile of nursing. The National Academy of Medicine has convened a committee to create the future of nursing 2020 to 2030 that will focus on how the nursing profession can create a culture of health, reduce health disparities, and improve the health and well-being of the U.S. population. Learn more and join Joyce Batchelor on All About Nursing, Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the BBM Global Network. Hi, my name is Mike Zarek. <clears throat> and this is Nancy Noble. We are coming to you live broadcasting from BBM Talk Radio. This is the Nancy and Mike Show. I don't know, I feel a tickle in my throat. <coughs> and it's uh, it's been very dry out here lately. Take a little sip of water, maybe. <coughs> yeah, Florida's having uh, some fires. Yeah, we're having fires and droughts. It reminds me of California. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the humidity is better than it is in California. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is BBM Talk Radio. This is the Nancy and Mike Show. The phone number is 866-451-1451. And when we left, it was talking about some of the new baseball rules. Uh, one of the rules that I do like that's not a new rule, but it's fairly recent, for a few years, is in extra innings that the game, uh, the you have a runner at second base, you start out the inning with a runner at second base. And the other rule is uh, that your pitcher has to pitch to at least three batters. Those are, the thing I like about the guy at second base and extra innings is I don't like to watch these 20 any games. Oh, I know me either. It's like these hockey games that go three extra periods. So it's like you're playing a double header in the playoffs. Oof. And I got the solution to that. My solution is you play six aside when you get to overtime. And you do this during the regular season. This is hockey now? Yes. You totally eliminate ties. And uh, now that I'm on rules and all this stuff, 
Mm-hmm. And here's what you do. You play six on each side and no goaltenders. Oh, nobody's so going to stop them. Both sides got an empty net. And the first one to score two goals wins the game in overtime. And the winner gets two points and the loser gets no points. And uh, you could adopt that rule for not only the playoffs, but for the regular season. And uh, I think it's a very good rule. Another rule I think is good in football. What? When you go into overtime, uh, first of all, you play till somebody wins. Yeah. None of this uh, 10 minutes in the game ends up in a tie. But one of the things that would help that issue. So, like, if you kick a field goal from 35 yards or shorter, it's three points. If you're uh, 50 to 36, that's four points. And if the field goal is over 50 yards, then it's five points. So you get different point values for your field goals. And I really think that would help the game of football. And of course, you know, you could manipulate that. You could go back and be sacked for a 10-yard loss so you could get more points for your field goal. Right. You could do that. But I don't care. I think it's a good rule. And it's something... uh, And if you can't figure out how to break these stupid ties in football, I hate these rules. And one of the things that Vinny said to me, he said, why is it that the commissioners of all these sports are complete jerks? And unfortunately, he's totally right about that. The commissioner of the National Hockey League does not know how to set up a bracket. And uh, football's got some really stupid rules. And uh, so anyway, that's where we're at with these situations. But I like to talk about that once in a while for people who haven't heard the show or people who uh, are new. And I know we got some new listeners. And... uh, So I like to communicate some old news to new listeners because they haven't heard the old shows where I talk about these rules. Well, I know when you were a kid, you were known as the problem solver. So you think about ways that would work out better. And since you love sports, you're trying to make it better. You've got nothing to gain, just trying to make things better and And solve it. I do make it better. But the people in charge are too stupid to take it up. So, you know, when you're dealing with stupidity, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. I cannot wake up the dead. And uh, maybe Jesus could wake up the dead. But I can't wake up the dead. And uh, I will tell you uh, just something I talked about a few weeks ago. The mayoral race in Chicago. And they got rid of Lori Lightfoot, who was absolutely horrible. Uh, And you think, well, they can't find anybody worse than she is, but they did. Oh, no. And this guy, Johnson, is a complete idiot. 
He's totally against the police. And it seems like the people in the large cities have no clear, no clue what they're doing when they go to the polls. And uh, I say this much, uh, and I do pray for this, let there be more bloodbaths, because that's the only thing. These people are voting for that, so let's give it to them. And uh, it's it's a sad thing to look at. And it's, How could anybody not want police? I mean, we... We have to have punishments to deter all the the murders and crimes and everything. But, Something. you know, in, in places like San Francisco, they had this incident where this big tech guy got stabbed to death. Yeah, they still haven't found who did it. And all the cameras and everything you around. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking they don't want to find who did it. Oh, no. I'm sure they do. Because... They, there's, uh, when you got a guy like Newsom, there's no punishment oh. for crime. And uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about next week is who I think our next president will be and, uh, and why. Why is the president we're getting, why are we getting who we're getting? But that's for next week's show. And I told you next week is going to be a somewhat heavy show, uh, not my heaviest show, but definitely <laughs> uh, regarding what's happening today. And uh, but anyway, on the baseball season has started. Yay! And one of the things that I talked about last week was rainouts and snowouts. Well, we had five in the first week, and. Actually, four of those games that were snowed out or rained out, whatever they were, were actually made up yesterday. Oh, good. And what happens in a case like that is they'll play uh, Thursday and take Friday off, and then Saturday and Sunday they'll play. Well, the reason why they take Friday off is just in case there's a rain out on Thursday they can make up the game on Friday, which is what happened to four different teams. Yeah, that's a good idea. The Yankees being one of those teams against Baltimore. And Philadelphia actually won yesterday. Uh, we won't see too many victories with them with Reese Hoskins out for the year. And they dumped some good pitchers. They dumped Hand and they dumped Eflin and... Uh, they really, they dumped some good pitchers. And I don't know why, because... Uh, I know pitchers are so important. Pitchers are so important. Yikes. They really haven't replaced those guys that they dumped. They're not as good as they were last year. And uh, because of that, they're not going to... Uh, I don't think they're going to win more than... Well, maybe they'll win 75 games. But when you take a guy like... Trey Turner, who is very good, and you pay him all kinds of money and you win 75 games, that's kind of a waste. Yep. And uh, one team that's, uh, I thought the Dodgers would have the thing pretty well wrapped up, their division. Yeah. And uh, I would say they're close to that. But 
there's teams that are better. Atlanta six and two, uh, Milwaukee six and one, and the Dodgers are five and three. So uh, the Dodgers don't have the best record in the National League, and I think they will. One of the things that I complained about in previous years, uh, not so much last year, but a couple of years ago. What? They bent over backwards to get the Dodgers and Tampa Bay in the World Series. And now they're working on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 7-0, and but they haven't played anybody yet. Oh. They played Detroit, they played Oakland, and uh, Washington. Three of the worst teams in baseball. And uh, this looks like one of these years, and I heard a sports talk show the other day, uh, that Tampa Bay's not going to play anybody this whole month. That they're just going to be playing last place cellar dwellers. And... Uh, and maybe they'll be uh, 27 and 3 or whatever at the end of April. They could be. And by that time, you build up such a huge league, lead in the standings that you become uncatchable even if you uh, start losing to the good teams. I don't think it's ter- I don't think it's right. I think it's terrible that they take a team and they give them such an easy schedule. It's actually what it is. It's manipulating uh, who you want to play in the playoffs. Who is the ones who makes the schedule? Who does that? I think that comes from the commissioner's office. Uh And that guy, I believe, is probably the worst commissioner in all sports. And... uh, I we have a neighbor. All the rest of the people from the party are well. There were three people who were not from church. One was our real estate girl. And, yeah, Donna. And the Ben, and the ben, ben is our neighbor. Knew that I was going to be seventy six. He said, "Well, now you can root for the seventy sixers." Well, I've been rooting for the seventy sixers <laughs> for years since. Uh, I found my Philadelphian toys in uh, in California. <laughs> and the way that came about, I always wanted to root for American League team and a National League team. And I was always rooting for Boston since yeah, I was... a little boy. Uh, yeah, maybe 10 years old. and uh, But I still hadn't found my National League team. I wasn't like Vinny, who picked up the Mets right away. I wanted to find somebody, and I didn't know exactly how I was going to find that mystery team that I would eventually root for. So we went to this... uh, Ice capades, I think. Yeah, ice capades with my parents. They came out to visit us. And... uh, Anyway, we are going to a break, and then we will come back and finish the show. This is the Nancy and Mike Show, BBM Talk Radio. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. 
Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Hi, my name is Mike Zarek. And this is Nancy Noble. We are coming to you live broadcasting from BBM Talk Radio. This is the Nancy and Mike Show. The phone number is 866-451-1451. And when I left off, I was talking about this ice skate we went with my parents. And one thing good about ice skating for me, I can't, of course, I can't see anything. But one of the things that they do have a lot, especially on TV, is they have good music, good classical. uh, There's this uh, waltz by Ketchaterian that the Russians play and uh, that I really like, Masquerade. uh, And they play a lot of classical music. And uh, it's been that way for several years. And it's going a little ways away from that, but they still do play a lot of classical music. But anyway, we were sitting there, there, my parents and me and Nancy, and uh, I started to play with Nancy's hands. And uh, she asked me what I was doing, and I said, I have no idea where it came from. I said I was playing with my Philadelphian toys. <laughs> so Nancy's hands are my Philadelphian toys. <laughs> so I got to root for them. I can't root against Nancy's hands. No. That would that would be a terrible thing for me to root against <laughs> Nancy's hands. So anyway, that's how <laughs> I became a Philadelphia fan. And Philadelphia works out... Uh, they're in the National League in baseball, and uh, they're in the NFC in football, whereas New England's in the AFC. 
the only way they're in the same division is that, well, they are in hockey and basketball. Right. But if they were, uh, the way I would set it up, I'd put cross brackets so the East and the West would play each other. When you, you do this, you do this because one league is so much better than the other. And uh, that makes the chance greater that the top two teams would meet in the finals. And uh, I said the finals would be in hockey, Vegas, and Carolina. I still believe that. Even though Boston's so good? Yeah, I, but Boston's not going to win in Carolina. Oh. And as good as Carolina is, I don't think Boston could win four games on home. It's possible, but... Yeah. And, of course, it's sort of like the Dodgers last year when they won 111 games and then they got beat in the quarterfinals. That really makes your season uh, a humiliation. Yeah, you get all built up. You get all these wins and you, you're hmm. way ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And you get upset in a short series in the playoffs. That's what I think is going to happen. Boston's going to get beat by Carolina. You could be sure whoever Carolina plays, I'll be rooting for the opposition. And basketball ends tomorrow and hockey ends next Sunday. But anyway, one of the things I started to talk about earlier was the Final Four. Well, I listened to most of the Connecticut-Miami uh, game. And remember, if you can remember when they used to play the third place game in the NIT and the NCAA, it would have been great to see a game between Florida Atlantic and Miami. I would have liked to have seen that, but they just feel like it's a meaningless game. I, I don't think it's a meaningless game because if you play a third place game, then one of those two teams is going to win their last game, the team that plays for third and fourth place. But anyway, they don't do that anymore, which I think is a mistake. But I'm glad they do it in wrestling tournaments. Yes. Because if you lose in the semifinals, nobody knows if you're third or fourth. Well, if I'm losing in the semifinals, I want my opportunity to get third place. And anyway, that's just me. I'm very competitive. Yep, you know it. And... Uh, so I don't like this thing that they don't play a third-place game uh, before the final game. And I did enjoy UConn winning the whole thing over San Diego State. And I really thought San Diego State had a chance. And uh, one of the things that could ruin college sports is these transfer portals. I don't know who came up with such a stupid thing. Yeah, that's not working. I could see... If uh, you're on a team and you feel like you're not getting enough playing time and you could get more playing time somewhere else, I can understand that, transferring. But this other thing, just for the sake of transferring, uh, and what they do is you get more eligibility. Some guys uh, were wrestling. They were wrestling for six years in college. I wish I could have wrestled for six years in college. But anyway, be that as it may. And uh, Didn't it used to be if you wanted to transfer, then you couldn't play for a while until... Yeah, you couldn't play for a whole year. Yeah. 
I think that's a little strict. Yeah. But uh, but the other one is too not strict. The other one is is too wimpy, so to speak, and because of that, you don't know from year to year what kind of team you're going to have. You build this great team. You get this great team when you recruit, and you don't know what you're going to have the next year because you don't know who's going to dump on you. And I know some girls left Central Florida. That's one of the teams that that we hear a lot about on our news, uh, football and basketball. Well, I, I think it's kind of, uh, I was thinking about the letter of the law and then too compassionate, that we have to have a balance of truth and grace and draw the lines, but then have some mercy too. And the average person would say, truth and grace, what the heck is that? <laughs> That's the world we live in today. And nobody's There's a lot of high quality people. And truth and grace or God or... Uh, you saw that last night with Good Friday. How can but, you... But how, some people knew. Some yeah, people two knew. out of about 15. Wow. You know, which, which is a terrible average. I mean, what are they teaching the kids today? It's horrible. They're teaching them how to steal and uh, get away with things. How to get away with things, and you know, our educational system is a massive disaster. But think of all the nice, high-quality people we had at the birthday party. There's some good, high-quality people we've met since we moved here. Well, one of the anyway, we have come to the Uh end of the show. This has been the Nancy and Mike show. We will see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Happy Easter, everyone. This has been the Nancy and Mike Show. Tune in each week and become part of the conversation of the amazing journey of Nancy and Mike. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.